Hello once again, and welcome to this edition of Faith to Live By. I'm Pam Christian, your host for about all the next 30 minutes or so. And as always, with each episode, I explore current events from a biblical and prophetic perspective, so we as God's children can discern how He wants us to respond. A lot has been happening in the news lately, with some being very encouraging. So today, I plan on sharing my comments on a few news events, then I'll update you on the Brunson lawsuit, and then bring you part two of my interview with my guest, Michelle May, who will share more about the vision she had about radical changes in Congress. Her vision has every indication of being prophecy from God. Will God use the Brunson lawsuit to fulfill the prophecy? We'll have to wait and see to know for certain. But in the meantime, as Michelle teaches, we need to pray into the prophecy in partnership with God. Keep in mind, my podcasts must be recorded in advance. You hear a new episode every Wednesday, but the latest I can work on them before scheduling them to post is the Sunday before. Even so, I commit to you, should anything of urgent importance happen, my schedule permitting, I will either make a special podcast or amend the pre-recorded post. Since July 2020, the year the one-world government cabal attempted to hijack the world with COVID-19 pandemic, I've been committed to helping you discover and live in life-giving truth and experience all the hope truth provides. I'm grateful to be part of the alternative media and be among the other truthers, especially in light of the gross network of evil in government, mainstream media, big pharma, big tech, and much more. One of the more prominent recent news stories that represented very serious outcomes for years to come was the election of the United States Speaker of the House. You no doubt know there were repeated attempts, 15 in all, to vote for the new speaker, which in and of itself seemed like a circus. But, as I've learned since, there have been times in the past where there was more than 100 efforts to vote for the Speaker of the House. During the years of the Civil War, when the country was seriously divided, one speaker went through 133 different voting efforts before he was confirmed. In the days of the flurry of voting efforts, my dear friend Carmelita called me, wanting to pray because she didn't want McCarthy to get the vote. And I completely understood her concern, having seen videos of McCarthy demanding President Trump's impeachment and blaming him for the January 6, 2021, insurrection at the Capitol, among other things. The way mainstream media censors information, I know we don't have enough to go on to have a solid understanding. So Carmelita and I prayed. We asked God to only allow the person to get the votes whom he wanted to be Speaker of the House. Then after we prayed, the next thing I learned is Trump endorsed McCarthy. Another day and an all-night voting effort, and we learned that McCarthy did indeed get enough votes. I was still uncertain about how this could be good until I did more research, and I learned all that was required of McCarthy for him to earn the votes needed from those holding out. I recommend you watch LT's And We Know video covering the events leading up to McCarthy's win using the link in the show notes. But in a quick summary, picture a board with two columns, one column titled Winners and the other titled Losers. Under the Winners column, you'll see the Constitution, the American people, future generations, the 20 patriots who stood firm and negotiated. Under the Losers column, you'll see Kevin McCarthy, the Swamp, the Uniparty, and the Rhinos. How can this be? Well, it seems like President Trump's endorsement of McCarthy came with several conditions, according to the strategy of true Republicans largely imposed by Matt Gates. Their strategy included a rules package, which is an historic accountability oversight and check on leadership and the Speaker's power that returned the Congress to the original intention of the Founding Fathers as the People's House. Juan O'Savin posted in Telegram, in essence, Trump is now the de facto Speaker of the House. McCarthy is on a very short leash. 
McCarthy has agreed to some very specific rules, and he must keep his word or he will be removed as a speaker. And in my research, I had so much fun because even mainstream media has had to report the details, which shows how the deep state lost and MAGA conservatives won. Make a point of reading the CNN and the New York Times articles I found using the links in the show notes. Another story you may have heard about is John Tigges, father of a student at Loudoun County, Virginia Public School, who was arrested for protesting the county's woke agenda at a board meeting in June 2021. I'm pleased to report that he was recently found not guilty. What were the charges made against Tigges? Trespassing. Yes, trespassing. As a father of a student in the county school system, he had a constitutional right to be at the meeting and peacefully redress the grievances about the school district's controversial transgender bathroom policies. However, the former Loudoun County Superintendent, Scott Ziegler, presiding at the June board meeting, attempted to control the many parents in attendance, stating they must leave the school board meeting or be arrested. Tickets knew his rights and he did not leave, and the county sheriffs arrested him for trespassing. As Tigges expressed on his Twitter page, the fact the sheriff's department made the arrest reveals that not only is the school board woke, but the sheriff's department seems to be as well for interfering with Tigges's First Amendment rights. As reported by the Washington Free Beacon, Tigges also slammed Soros-backed prosecutor, whose name I've never heard and I couldn't find out how to pronounce it, but I'll try. It's Buda Bibaraj. Tigges slammed her for prosecuting concerned parents more harshly than murderers, even targeting the parents as political enemies. Bibaraj, who received more than half a million dollars from Soros, has come under fire for her mishandling of multiple murder cases. In 2021, her office released an accused wife-beater who went on to murder his wife with a hammer. Her office also botched two murder cases last fall when a series of mistakes forced them to release the suspects before trial. One of those suspects had to be hunted down later in Georgia, and the other is somehow no longer facing charges. Listen to what Tigges told a reporter from The Blaze, and he also tweeted, quote, To do nothing in the midst of decay and injustice is disobedience to God. The greatest paradox is that we must die to truly live. Nothing will change until we, the people, value conviction over comfort. Despite the many bad actors here in Loudoun, I'm most concerned about those who call themselves Christians. Many haven't lifted a finger or opened their mouths in protest to the depravity all around them. God's people sin by their silence. Faith without works is dead and proves that we do not have faith at all. We don't trust God when we display inaction in the face of injustice. Silence demonstrates what we really believe. End quote. The reason I selected this news story to share is because of how it, like the Brunson lawsuit, is opening the door for more of us to get involved and to do something to combat the evil in our midst. The Brunson case is an unusual way to have the law upheld that any individual can do. Likewise, what Tigges is doing, including his follow-up lawsuit, is emboldening people everywhere to take action. About the Brunson case, the Supreme Court agreed on Friday, January 6th, to consider the case. On the following Monday the 9th, the Supreme Court announced the case was denied. Knowing there was a possibility for denial on January 6th, Raylan Brunson posted a statement on Facebook which reads, quote, The Supreme Court's schedule of posting decisions is always the Monday following conference, so we won't know anything until Monday. Now, don't think for a second that my brothers and I are not prepared for a denial. We've got plenty of chess pieces still at play, and we still have our queen. Through hard knocks, we've learned how this political litigation game works, so keep up the prayers and your letters to the Supreme Court. You count. We love every one of you, and thank you for your wonderful support, end quote. 
Also, I had the privilege of speaking to Deron Brunson, who was the mastermind behind the whole effort. We had hoped I would interview him for this podcast, but with the denial, he had to cancel the interview to get going with the appeal efforts. He has agreed to keep me posted with hopes that I could still interview him, possibly for the podcast on January 25th. And because this case will be appealed, there's every reason to continue the letter writing to the Supreme Court using the template and instructions from the website that you'll find in the show notes under the action item. Jenna Ellis, a former senior legal advisor to President Trump, voiced support for the Supreme Court's denial of the case. She wrote, quote, This is the right call and predicted. The Supreme Court is not the arbiter of how a member does his or her job. This is a non-justiciable issue. Imagine if a future Democrat sought removal of members for failing to investigate Trump. This would open the door to further weaponizing, end quote. I'm not an attorney, but I don't see the lawsuit as one of making SCOTUS the overseer of how Congress did their job. Rather, the lawsuit seeks to make certain the Constitution is upheld. One point of view worthy of consideration is this. If the Supreme Court of the United States blows this lawsuit off, wouldn't they be guilty of violating their oath and duty to defend the Constitution? Add that the Brunson case declares a national emergency, and this whole issue is definitely worthy of more consideration. I hope to have Duran as my guest next week, but either way, I'll do my best to keep you informed. For today, I have part two of my interview with Michelle May about her vision of two-thirds of Congress missing and being replaced. For the vision that I had of Congress, could it be this case? Absolutely. Did God tell me that it was? No, he didn't. So I can't fill in that blank. I can talk about it. I can say, well, it seems like that's what it is. But unless the Lord directly tells me that, I don't say that. And so I've learned not to fill in those blanks. And yes, the effects of the Brunson case, should the judges award it, could very well be how God intends to fulfill the vision you receive, but not necessarily. And so therefore, you've been very cautious not to claim that this must be it. Yes. In fact, when I had it, I said, Lord, how is that ever going to happen? <laughs> you know, I mean, think about it, you know, two thirds of Congress, the congressional seats are empty. And how are you going to do that, Lord? And, you know, he I didn't get an answer. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, we we know in part and we see in part that scripture that uh, I'm going to read it right now because I just uh, it's first Corinthians 13, nine. Our knowledge is partial and incomplete. And even the gift of prophecy reveals only part of the whole picture. So the audience, you know, if they listen to prophets, they sort of have a, a strange advantage, you know, that I don't have. They can put these pieces together. You know, they can get a piece from me, a piece from this person, a piece from that person, and they can put that puzzle pieces, the puzzle pieces together and see what God is doing as a whole. I just have to steward my piece. That's my job is to steward my piece and steward it well without editing God, without adding to God and without filling in the blanks. Absolutely. And that's part of the reason, Michelle, you have the respect that you do in the prophetic environment. Um, and one of the other things that you do, which is, evidence of integrity is you listen for the Lord and you only allow yourselves to watch or hear information that God has approved. And you do not watch the news. You do not listen to other prophets so that when you get a word from the Lord, you are not influenced by any of these outside realities. So you're to be commended on many levels for the way you do this. What would you like to say to my audience as a closing comment for all that we've discussed today about how God provides prophecy, how he, how we must respond to the prophetic word, and how God might fulfill prophetic words. What would you like to share in closing? 
Well, right now, actually, right when you said that, I'm just seeing a congregation and I'm seeing them sit in church and Jesus is the one who's speaking and he's on the altar and I see him taking steps down and he's putting his hand out and he's lifting the people out of the seats and, and just motioning to them, come, come to me and come and partner with me. And individually, he's going to every single person who's sitting in the seats of that church. And the Lord is just saying to every single person listening, I want to partner with you. I love you. My plans for you are good. My plans for you in this season have a bigger picture in mind because prophecy is always the bigger picture. So the Lord is just saying to you, stand firm on what you have heard and look to me, the author and finisher of your faith. Do not look to the left or to the right. Certainly don't look to the mainstream media because that will bring in those voices that the enemy uses. And so I feel like the Lord's just saying he's honing the sheep in order to only hear his voice. Interestingly, if you have two shepherds that come together, this is in the literal and the natural, and they have sheep, their sheep just mix together as they're talking. So there's, you know, let's say 200 sheep. Well, when the shepherd starts to walk away and calls his sheep, the sheep know the shepherd's voice. And so I feel like the Lord saying that I am teaching you what my voice sounds like, and I'm teaching you how to partner with my plans for you, my plans for your family, my plans for your loved ones, for the city and for the nations. That's a beautiful word, a beautiful blessing of encouragement. And I will say again, Jesus is the head. And we are the body. The body of believers is made up in many parts. We each have our own role to play. And when any single part is not performing or not doing what God has assigned them to do and equipped them and called them to do, the whole body suffers. So I pray that this podcast encourages every listener to find out what God asks of them in these days and to put one foot in front of the other in obedience and we will see great and powerful things occur in our lifetimes. Michelle, thank you so much for being on my podcast. I definitely want to have you back again. I'm certain this is going to be one of the more popular podcasts. Oh, thank you so much. And I just want to commend you, Pam, because I, I, I'm just going to say this. I didn't tell her I was going to say this, but Pam has an enormous amount of integrity. And the Lord's been speaking to me about gifting versus character. Now, Pam is gifted but she has character. And the Lord's just saying he looks for people with character and, and you have such amazing character. You're honest, you're forthright. You're the same on, on screen, off screen with the microphone, not with the microphone. And you've been diligent in doing well in all of these years and stewarding well, what God has given you. And I trust you implicitly, which is not something that comes out of my mouth frequently because of the deliverance, you know, anointing that I have. I see a lot of things that a lot of people. So for me to say that I trust someone is a huge big deal. And the reason I trust you is because God is saying that he trusts you. So I just want to thank you and just honor you for who God made you to be, but also honored you for the decades of obedience that you have um, given to the Lord. And he just loves you. And he is going to be expanding your territory in this next season. Wow. <laughs> thank you for that. You're welcome. I didn't know that I didn't know that was coming, but thank you. And I will have you back, but not for my personal prophecy, but to help the body of Christ. Thank you so much for having me. It's been really fun. And, uh, 
Yep. I will just, you know, provide the links and, you know, find me and I let's grow together. Whether God uses the Brunson lawsuit or not, it's highly interesting that in addition to Michelle's prophetic vision, more recent prophecies have been given where God reveals he is clearing out Congress. On January 9th, God stated in Julie's prophecy, quote, My hand is removing all of them in Washington, D.C. who are against me, end quote. And then Julie's entire prophetic word posted on January 10th is about the disruptions and eruptions that are coming to Washington, D.C., You'll want to hear this, so check out the link in the show notes. Next week, I'll either have Deron Bronson and provide an update about this intriguing lawsuit, or I'll bring part three of my interview with Michelle May, because what she is sharing about prophecy and how we must partner with God to see prophecy fulfilled is very important, especially in these intense days. Until then, I ask you to please help others learn about my podcast so they can be encouraged too. Telling others about this podcast is a show of support that I greatly appreciate. You can also be supportive by purchasing goods and services from me and my affiliates. I also ask you to use my affiliate page to listen to the interviews I've conducted in the vetting process. Of course, you need to do your own due diligence to make your own decisions what to purchase. But to help you, I am researching companies, interviewing their representatives, and providing you with a journal of my own personal experience using their products and services. There's a link to the interviews in the show notes. When it comes to your health, I want you to know about Mfinity, a company dedicated to helping us detoxify our bodies and get to an optimum and healthy weight. I've been using their products and I especially like their detoxifying products and I really love their Java Boost drink. I've proudly been promoting Dr. Zelenko's Z-Stack supplements. They contain zinc, quercetin, and vitamin C and D, which are formulated in just the right amount to help you boost your immune system. You know, your immune system can be weakened by over 300 different primary immunodeficiency disorders, which include poor diet, lack of sleep, and adverse reactions to vaccines. I am personally taking the supplement, and I can tell you I've been around many people with COVID and other illnesses, and I have not been sick. Use the link in my show notes or go to his website and use the promo code FTLB, which stands for Faith to Live By, and you'll receive a 5% coupon discount. If you choose to subscribe, you can receive 10% off each and every month. And don't forget about Operation Tomahawk. It's an excellent program that I'm using, and I encourage all of my listeners to use it also. Get your household and healthcare products from an American-owned and operated company that are not made with genetically modified ingredients or with toxins like the vast majority of our consumer goods brands are in this country. The link for you to learn more is in the show notes. As consumers, we think we have hundreds and thousands of choices, but the truth is most everything we purchase is controlled by only 11 corporations, all of which have bought into the woke narrative with all its oppressive evils. So instead of supporting these corporations who work against us, let's support American-owned and operated smaller businesses who truly have our health and welfare in mind. Use the link in the show notes to learn more about Operation Tomahawk. If just 25% of all Christians stopped purchasing from the woke corporations, we could hit them in their bottom line and create a demand for change. This is what we want to see, so let's put our feet to our prayers and spend our money in ways that will make a kingdom difference. And when it comes to diversifying your income, I want you to meet Dr. Kirk Elliott. He's a private advisor helping people protect their assets, especially in these days when the stock market and the valuation of the dollar is of concern. As one of my affiliates, Kirk offers free consultations to learn about your personal considerations to decide what might be a good strategy for you and your financial goals. Call Kirk at 
605-605-3900 or contact him and his team online using the link in my show notes. When you do, be sure to tell him you learned about him from me, Pam Christian, with my podcast called Faith to Live By. That way, should you choose to work with Kirk, I'll get a credit for referring you. And don't forget about my own award-winning books available from my website. The series is also called Faith to Live By, and when you purchase through my web store, be sure to use the promo code TRUTH, T-R-U-T-H. Use it at checkout, and you'll get a 20% discount. And when you purchase my books, products, or services, or products and services from any of my affiliates, you get something you want, and at the same time, you support me. It's truly a benefit for all of us. Shop for yourself, or shop to get gifts for friends and family. Your support is greatly appreciated. I welcome direct contributions, but they're not tax deductible. So anyone who sends a donation of $25 or more will receive your choice of one of my books personalized and autographed for you or receive five of the Make America Godly Again bumper stickers. Please visit my web store to learn about all the products and services available through my ministry work. On the checkout page, you'll find the button to click to make a donation. I sincerely hope you appreciate my dedication to you through these podcasts. Let me know how this podcast impacted you and what you're now doing in response to the equipping you've received through me. My email is faithtoliveby at pamelachristianministries.com. If you like the content and resource material I bring with this podcast, you'll find much more by connecting with me through social media and my blog. In fact, my blog has been awarded two unsolicited awards for Christian content, and I'm really blessed by that. I'm also very active on social media. I can actually cover much more on social media than I can with this weekly podcast, so be sure to find me there. To receive even more, please be sure to check out my dedicated podcast listeners page called Beyond the Podcast. Here's where we can connect exclusively, and you can download complimentary devotionals, resources, and more on that page. Also, I ask you to help me know more about you and what you want by completing the form visible once you scroll down that page. You can also subscribe to my complimentary bi-monthly e-newsletter. As a new subscriber, you can choose one of three gifts I offer in appreciation for your subscription. Subscribing will make you a preferred member, where you will receive special announcements and offers not available to others. And by subscribing, should anything happen to my podcasts, I'll have a way to contact you to make sure we stay connected. Depending upon where you listen to my podcast, if you've enjoyed today's episode, please subscribe, rate, and review the show on iTunes, Spotify, Google, or wherever these features are available. Your review helps the show reach more people and spread the gospel, and it helps people learn how to better apply their Christian faith. I hope you'll join me next week and tell your friends and family to listen right here on Faith to Live By, where we learn how to gain spiritual victory over life's issues. Until next week, I'm Pam Christian, asking you to remember... Christ died for us, the least we can do is live for Him. 